Praise the Lord. Well, we're going, to t we're going to talk about be thankful all in November. And you say, well, do we need the whole month to talk about be thankful? Can't you just do one sermon and forget about it? Well, it's like the one pastor that took over a church, and for six months he talked about love. That's all he talked about for six months. And they said, can we move on to another subject? We got, I think we got that. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to keep preaching it until you get it. Because a lot of times we have what they, the Bible calls itching ears. You know, let's just go hear a message over here. Oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, that's a good message. Let's go hear a message over here. And you hear that message. But you don't really ever do the message that you hear. Because, you know, when you just hear it once. Commercials. Have you ever seen how many times they do commercials? So you're sick of them. They're just over and over and over again. Why? It takes that much to penetrate our minds and our spirits to be able to do what they're asking us to do. So, so true is the word of God that we have to hear it, meditate on it, and put it into action. Can I get an amen? amen? And I know the Lord spoke to me one time and I was uh, in my, doing my thing and he said, are you going to teach the word of God only or are you going to be a doer of the word also? And I said, yeah, I'll be a doer, but I'm not really ready right now to do it because I'm a little upset right now and I don't think I can do it. And very calmly, politely, he said, are you going to just teach this or are you going to do it? And I said, I'm going to do it, but I don't have it in me right now to do it. Have you ever been there? You ever had that situation? Oh, no, not, the, I'm sorry. I'm, I, this is for the church down the road there, I think. <laughs> so the third time he asked me, are you going to just teach this or are you going to do it? And then I knew, surely that is the Lord speaking to me. And surely I knew I better do what he called me to do. Whether I had it in me or not, but just to be obedient and in faith say, okay, Lord, I'll do what you told me to do. Just believing because you told me to do it. And sure enough, I had a good result because of that. Because God is there watching us to see if we will do the word of God. And when we do, the Bible says what? Only the doer is blessed, not the hearer only. So you can come and hear messages all day long. But if you're not actually trying to do it, and I always say, when you hear a message, try to get at least two points out of the message that you can apply and do in your life and watch God work. Watch God do what he said he was going to do. Amen? So uh, the message is be Ye, actually the ye is not there, it's understood, but in the Bible, in the, in the actual translation, it says, be ye. Who, who do you think the ye is? Uses, right? It's understood. Be ye thankful. So uh, what does that mean to be thankful? It means to be full of thanks. It means to be bubbling over with thanksgiving. Amen? We have to have a life of thanksgiving. And so uh, we have to be, be thankful. What, what are we thankful of for anyway? Let's just start with we're called by God to live with him. He, he chose us out of all the people in the world. You know, we think we chose him. No, no. He chose us before we chose him. He chose us before the foundation of the world. The Bible says he knows those that are his. He knew that you were going to receive him. And so he reached out to you and you receive his goodness by his spirit. Amen. We're not smart. We didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? I think I'm going to get saved. I think you know, that's just a great idea. I'm going to give my life to the Lord and give it to him and let him take over my life. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I can do things myself, but I think I'm going to yield it over to him. We didn't think that way. We were desperate, discouraged, didn't know what to do. And we were laying there, sitting there, and God came down and by his mighty power, his spirit lifted us up and said, I'll help you. I'm ready to deliver you. I'm ready to take over your life. Amen? 
So, so that's one thing, that he saved us. Second thing, he's got a, a life prepared for us in heaven. He, Jesus said, be not troubled. I, my father and I are preparing a place for you. Isn't that nice? I, that he knows what I like, you know, the way I like it. And he's got a, you know, I don't know, I, I don't even know what, I, what my, if I had to draw up a design of what my house would be, I don't know, do I want pearls, do I want diamonds, do we, sapphire, what do I want? I don't know. But he knows what I need. When I get there, I'm going to go, oh, yes, that's exactly the way I wanted it. Just like when we moved into our house. We didn't know. We knew what we wanted. We looked around and nothing seemed to fit. But when we went to this house that we're at now, we said, yes, this is exactly what we needed. Exactly what we want. In fact, we put the pictures and our furniture in. It matched perfectly. We didn't have to change anything. So God knows and he prepares ahead what you need before you get there. So no matter what you're going through now, guess what? There's a better place after this, play, after this life's over. So no matter what you're going through, let the Lord work in your life to better you where you're at, be a blessing where you're at so that you can be a blessing to others. Praise God. It's, it's, you shouldn't just be hanging your head down. Oh, you know, I'm just, I don't know what I'm going through. You know, I just, uh, I wish I had this. and uh, It'd be better if I was there over. Just stop it, okay? Yes. <laughs> because by the time you get there, <laughs> you're still going to be unhappy because you want something else. Right. Isn't that true? Yes. Like, like Joseph. Joseph got, he got wrong, didn't he? His brothers threw him in a pit, left him for dead. Then they said, oh, let's sell him to uh, these vagabonds that are going by. And then they sold him into Potiphar's house. He could have been upset. He could have been crying and complaining, saying, Lord, what is this? You gave me a dream that I was going to be Lord and, and ruler over my family. And here they are. They threw me into a pit. Now I'm in Potiphar's house. Now I got wronged and I'm going into jail. What about the dream 13 years ago? What happened, Lord? He didn't give up. He still exercised his gift of administration and interpreting dreams, helping other people, and God lifted him up. I said, God lifted him up. Not him, himself. God wants to lift you up, but he has to put you under the wheel to get you, you know, your character smoothed out, amen? To get all the funky stuff that's on the inside cleansed out. I never use that word much, but you know what? <laughs> There's some funny, I don't even know how it gets in there, this funny stuff that's in there, right? All these attitudes and, you know, dispositions and hurts and pains. I don't know how they got in there, but God's got to come in and sandblast it. Got to do some cleaning, amen? <laughs> the Bible says in Psalms 107, until the word of the Lord came to Joseph, the word of the Lord tested him. How, how, you ever feel tested out there? I'm trying to live a good life, Lord, and they got these people in my way. You know, they're upsetting me. They're hurting me. They're, you know, wronging me. Joseph didn't say that. He has no uh, uh, words of discouragement or bitterness towards God. He just kept on going. So we have to hold fast to our confession of faith and not grow weary in well-doing. Amen? We had a testimony last week. Richard and Sally had that same thing. Their, their family wronged them. They had to move out of their house. They took a position that they didn't exactly like. But they did it, and they did it with all their heart. And they helped other people, and God blessed them. It took a year and a half. A lot of times you're saying, okay, Lord, any time now. Lord, I'm, we're, I'm ready. Well, maybe you're not. You know, you can't take the cake out of the oven before it's been baked. You know that, right? It's all soggy and, and, and everything. You've got to make sure it's done completely. 
So are you done completely? That's what you have to figure out. So, uh, <laughs> because you know what? You're never really satisfied. You'll never really be satisfied until you're in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 20, it says that a man's eye is never satisfied. When I read that, I said, oh, my Lord. You know, you women, you know that no matter how many shoes you have, there's always that one shoe that, oh, that's, if I could just have that shoe, I would be so happy. See, I turned that around from women to men, from men to women. Now, it doesn't matter how many cars a man has, he always would want a better, nicer car. You know, Jerry Seinfeld, who is a Porsche fan, he has 47 Porsches. Can you imagine that? He has one Porsche valued at $700,000. Sean wants that one. It's the Porsche 939. You want that one too? <laughs> he actually, he has so many, so many cars. He had to rent an airport hangar in Santa Monica, and he has a temperature control, so all of his cars are cool, baby, cool, all right? Jay Leno has 130 cars of all different varieties and 96 motorcycles. Isn't that something? And he's looking for that next one, Jay Leno. Now, here's the, 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 the real kicker. The Sultan of Brunei has 2,500 cars in a small country that only has 400,000 people. Now, now, listen to his lineup, okay? He has 94 Aston Martins, 192 Ferraris, 222 BMWs, and five, uh, 405 Bentleys, and over 500 Mercedes-Benz. Can I just get me one? <laughs> you know, there was a lady. Are they all insured? <laughs> they all insured. Uh, Ivory was telling me she had a minister that went over there and ministered and said that when they drive their car and it runs out of gas, they just leave it there and call and say, can you send me another car? Send me another one of those BMWs, please. So, uh, how many of you know uh, Janis Joplin? Have you ever heard of Janis Joplin? Yeah, okay. She had a song, and she was pr praying to the Lord for something. And uh, uh, let, let's, uh, I asked Ivy, Ivy, you know, would you sing that song for us? There it is. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. I worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> Thank you. She just wants one, okay? She should go over to the sultan and say, can I have one of those 500 of those guys? <laughs> but people collect all kinds of things, don't they? Stamps, salt and pepper shakers, Disney characters. I mean, just amazing, all kinds of things. And, and, and they just want something to satisfy themselves. Some of us like food to satisfy. You, know, you ever, you know, like, I just got to have this one dish at a certain restaurant. And then you go there 
And they, don't, they didn't cook it the same way. Oh, it doesn't taste the same. It's not satisfying me. There's only one thing that satisfies us, and that's the Lord. Praise God. So um, the Bible says that we're supposed to enter his courts, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Enter his gates and into his courts with praise. And that's the Ark of the Covenant that they had back in those days. And they had a gate that you had to pass through to get into the Holy of Holies. And so the, the people were supposed to enter into the gates, not saying, oh, here we are, got to go to church again. <sighs> What's going to happen today? You know, I'm so depressed. When is it going to get out? Is there anything special happening? No, you enter his gates as you're driving your car. As you're getting ready, oh, I get to go to church and see and hear about the Lord and sing to him and give praise unto him and experience the presence of the Lord, meet all the wonderful saints that are at the church. You know, you have to be thankful. And then you'll see the Holy of Holies. Praise the Lord. You know, in the old days, if you went into the king's presence and you had a sad countenance, you know what they would do? cut your head off. King said, I don't want no bad attitudes around here. You're acting like, you know, uh, I'm not treating you right. I don't need your personal opinion right now. Praise the Lord. And, and, and so <laughs> we thank God for his mercy, right? Because he puts up with us. He lets us get away that kind of stuff. But I, I can remember a time when, uh, when I was seven or eight years old, and I didn't like the way my mom was running things. And uh, I, <laughs> I told her, I don't have to do what you tell me to do. I said, I can just live in my room, and I don't have to listen to you. And she gave me a little, you know, financial course. She said, that is not your room. <laughs> this is my house, <laughs> and you're staying in the room that is in my house. And I had a quick seven, I was seven or eight, and I had to think, oh, yeah, I guess I don't pay. Who pays? I don't know. How, how does this work? I had to quick make a check. But guess what? We live in God's earth. The Bible says the earth is his and the fullness thereof. Is that not right? We breathe, the air we breathe is his, right? Why, what are we complaining about? We need to be thankful for where we're at. Okay, now listen, here's, here's a scripture that comes to mind. Colossians 3, 15 through 17. It says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which you are called in one body and be ye thankful. This is a command. Be thankful, saints of God. Amen. Be thankful for where you're at. Be thankful that you have what you have. Say, well, I don't like that husband that, I, that the Lord gave me. Well, you want to get another one? They got problems too. <laughs> I wish I just had a nice, sweet wife that didn't bother me. Oh, yeah, they, 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 have, they have issues, okay? Everybody has issues. Everybody has problems. Every job has situations that you have to overcome, all right? Be ye thankful, the Bible says. It says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Praise God. Now, I got six types of people that are thankful, but they don't really, they don't, they don't, they don't have the best disposition in that. They're stinky thankfuls. I call them stankfuls. Stankfuls. Yeah. Stinky thankfuls. They're stankfuls. I'll give you an example. Here, how about a, a fair weather 
thanker. You know a fair-weather thanker? They're thankful to God when things are going good. When God is blessing them, they're on top, shouting praises to God. Hallelujah. God is good. Oh, yeah, brother, how is you doing? I'm the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. God is blessing, then he's not messing. Hallelujah. But something go wrong in his life. So, oh, oh, it's me. I don't know where God is. He's not listening to me. He's, I know he's in the throne, but I don't, my prayers are not being answered. I'm in the mully grubs here. I just, that's a fair weather thank her. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks unto the Lord. Praise God. Because you know what you have to realize? That no matter what you're in, God's going to deliver you out of it. All things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you had the film and you could fast forward, you go like, you could look back and go, oh yeah, I get out of this. It's even better where I'm at than where I was. Why was I crying? Why was I complaining? Why wasn't I looking ahead and saying, okay, God, I know you're going to work in me a certain thing so that when I get through with this, I'll be a better person. Because I've gone through it with you and you've worked on my insides and, and cleaned me up and got me going to where I can be used by you in a more pure way. Hallelujah. That, see, so you don't want to be a fair weather thanker. You want to... Let the Lord use you wherever you're at. Okay, how about a comparison thinker? You ever seen, heard about those people? That's those that thank God for what they've done, what the Lord has done for them. But, but compared to other people, it's not as good as, you know, thank you, Lord, but, but, but you bless this person more. They, they have a better job. They have a better house. Why couldn't you do that for me? They, 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 got, they got a new car. They, they've got money. What? That's comparison thinking. Thank God for where you're at and find out what that person did to get the blessings that God has for them. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> the Bible says he's not a respecter of persons, but he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That's right. You don't know what that person did to pray to God. Did they fast? Did they pray? Did they petition the Lord? Find out what they did and then God will do the same for you. Don't be a comparison thanker. How about a, are you enjoying this? I, I, I like this. This is, this is good, isn't it? We got four more. You ready? See if, if you're any, in any one of these, okay? How about a silent thanker? You know, just has it in, on the inside of them. It's one who feels thankful but doesn't express it. You know that husband that after you've cleaned the house and you've cooked for him, he comes home, he eats, goes to the couch, watches TV, and falls asleep. Now, I didn't, nobody told me anything, okay? So I, I don't know if, if any, that applies anywhere here. <laughs> but, you know, that's unthankful, isn't it? That, that's being, uh, he knows he, he appreciates it, but he didn't, it didn't come out of his mouth. You know, we were at the opera yesterday watching Michelle perform, and they, every, at the end, everybody was clapping. And I enjoyed it, so I, but I wasn't clapping. And my says, Show them that you're, you're excited, that you're happy. Oh, yeah, okay. It's so easy just to be silent. How many times we, thank, we, we don't say, thank you, Lord, for helping me with this. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me out of this. Thank you, Lord, for making that work out. Thank you, Lord. Right? Don't be silent. How about the wife, when the husband comes home, comes home he's tired, put a hard day work in, and the wife's, you know, not appreciating the fact that he's trying to support the family. Honey, I know you had a hard day today. 
let me, let me massage your feet. I'm not, I'm not going too far now. <laughs> anyway, be, don't be a silent thinker. Say thank you to God and to others as well, okay? How about an unthankful thinker? Well, what is that? That's one that doesn't even know that it's God that's blessed him. <laughs> just thinking, oh, I'm just moving along, doing my thing, and what do I need to thank God for? He doesn't see all the blessings that he has. So check this out. If you have food, clothes, and a place to live and have a car, you are richer than 75% of the people in this world. Can you believe that? We, we, we're living in a great area, great place. We got sunshine, you know, like 360 days out of the year. We want real, actually more rain, but... If you have money in the bank... You're in the top 8% of people in the world. If you have money in the bank. This statistic staggered me. If you're not dying of starvation, you're better off than 7 million people in the world. Dying of star starvation. 850 million people are hungry and malnourished. And 18,000 people, mostly children, die every day of starvation. So when you come home and you haven't had dinner and you said, oh, I'm starving, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're not starving. You're not malnourished. You've got plenty of nourishment in there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know this guy, he's, he's, he professes to be an atheist, but he really, he's, he's what, what do they call agnostic. He knows there could be a God, but he doesn't know if he can if he's out there or if he even listens to his prayers. He says, I like Thanksgiving because it doesn't have anything to do with God. I said, what are you talking about? Well, who do you thank? Well, I just give thanks, you know, for the things that are here. I go, how do you think they got here? Who do you think's in charge of this thing? He needs work, huh? Yeah. But anyway, he, he's, he's got, uh, he allowed me to pray with him a couple times. And, you know, pray for his healing and pray that God would manifest himself to him. But he hasn't really come around yet. But you know what? He's an unthankful thinker. And then there's the spoiled thinker. Anybody in here like that? He feels that he should be blessed. You know, I'm supposed to be blessed. It's his right and it's owed to him. Everyone should be bowing down to him and giving him the job he wants, the house he wants, the car he wants. And so if he gets it, oh well, I'm supposed to have it. The spoiled thinker, you know. The guy was just born with a silver spoon in their mouth. I wish I was that way, you know. I always felt like I should have been, you know, born to a different family. <laughs> a much richer family, you know. Like, the only thing I had to be concerned about is what day am I going to have my tennis lesson on? You know, things like that. Isn't that, isn't that the way the movies are? Thought it'd be taller family, you know. Why couldn't I? These are my parents? What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, be thankful. Be thankful. How about last one? Material-minded thanker. He's all he's thankful for is the stuff. The things, the possessions, the toys, but not necessarily for his relationship with Jesus. All he really, he can't be thankful about anything 
because he can't be thankful about Jesus. So all thanks start with Jesus, goes through Jesus, and it's because of Jesus. So we have to see, being thankful helps your attitude. You're not so depressed or discouraged, oh, I want that next thing. Be thank you know, it's okay to look forward to things, but, but be thankful for where you're at. And, and, and stop murmuring. You know, that's what the children of Israel did. They murmured. And guess what? They didn't get what they wanted because they kept murmur, 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 murmur. And, and three million of them, murmur, murmur, murmur. Can you say that with me? Say murmur, 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 murmur. Say, say it loud. Murmur, 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 murmur. How, how does that sound like in God's eyes? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Can you just see him coming to Moses? Moses, we don't have no water. We don't have no bread. What are we doing here? And this manna, you know, we're sick of the manna. Sick, sick, sick. <laughs> You have no good for nothing, <laughs> ungrateful people. But the Bible says the fruit of our lips should be given to thanks. So use your mouth for what it's supposed to be for, giving thanks. It's good to give thanks. And I heard one person say this, and it, it, it touched me so much. He said, don't just pray for your food. Pray during every bite of your food. And I said, what a novel idea. And I do that from time to time, you know. You don't just... You know, bless the food and then, you know, put it in like a horse bag. You know, you <laughs> acknowledge the Lord in every bite, right? Because if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, we would have been consumed. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. First Chronicles, you know, David had this, this uh, concept of thanksgiving. And what he did is, before he died, he, he told everybody, uh, he said, uh, everyone that's 20 years older and above, to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at evening. So, was it just a few people? I looked it up. You know how many people there are? 4,000 musicians and 288 singers sang and gave thanks to the Lord every morning and every night. That's what we're supposed to do, right? And I don't mean the night prayer like, uh, what's, it, what's that prayer that they, sing? they say? Uh, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the soul my Lord to take. Pray the Lord my soul to take. No, I mean, really, thank him from your heart. And that's the, the three types and I'm going to give you some three points because you always need points to hang your hat on, right? So, okay, you talk good and everything, but what, what, give, give me some action points. Okay, our thankfulness should be willing, wholeheartedly, and continual, right? Willingly. Nobody can make you do it. God can't make you do it. In Psalms 119, 108, it says, Except I pray, Lord, the free will offerings of my, of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your ways. God wants us to willingly praise him. He could have programmed us so that we would just automatically worship and praise him and thank him, right? He could have made us that way, like the Stepford Wives. You guys remember that, where they programmed the women to be exactly the way the, they wanted the wife to be? And... My wife said, is that what you want from me? Just to do everything that you want exactly the way you want it? Like a Stepford wife? I said, yes. That's what I want. 
She said, you wouldn't be happy that way. I go, let's just try it. <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> but not if it was programmed where that's, what, that's all they could do, exactly what you have programmed. That's no fun. God knew that. So he loves it when we willfully, out of our own heart, want to thank him. That means so much to him because we're touching his heart because he touched our heart, right? And then wholeheartedly. You know, it's just discouraging to see somebody just half-heartedly praising the Lord. Oh, when's this thing going to be over? Is it the same verse again? Oh, my Lord. Isn't it going a little long today? <laughs> Forgetting that you have to put your whole heart into it. And the reason why it's hard for you to do it in, in public is because you're not doing it in private. If you're at home and you're singing to the Lord and you're praising Him, when you come to church and you got everybody else jumping and dancing, you go, hey, yeah, okay, I got some fellow praisers here. Amen? Amen? I mean, you ever go to the ball game and they do the wave, you know, the, the whoosh, you get up and whoosh, wave like that. Now, some people get enthusiastic about it, don't they? Yeah, but I've been around a while. <laughs> you know, just... <laughs> Here it comes again. Huh? <laughs> That's not putting your whole heart into it, is it? And God knows that when we worship him. Are you putting your whole heart? And when you pray, you have to put your whole heart into it. That's how you get your prayers answered. So as much as you open up your heart to him is as much when you pray, he hears you because your heart is met, mess, is mess, mess, what is it? Mesh? Mesh. Mesh. Meshed. Yeah. With his. Right? So that when you pray, you don't have to work up anything. You're already in his presence. You already have a connection. Praise God. So what? Willingly. That means just because I said it don't mean you're supposed to do it. It's because it's a spiritual thing. In your heart, you want to willingly thank the Lord. Wholeheartedly, meaning giving it all that you have. And then finally, continually. Psalms 34.1 says, I will bless the Lord whenever I feel like it. Just when, when the feeling comes on me, that's when I'll bless him. Is that what it says? No. Mary, no. She's a, she studies the Bible. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Praise the Lord. You can tell a person that's a, a praiser and a thanker and a, a, a worshiper of God. You can just see it all over them. They have a, a glow about them. They have a spirit. They have a, a thanksgiving uh, spirit about them. So we should have a thanksgiving spirit. It should be our lifestyle. And, and when, they, when people thank you, don't you feel better about it, about, about what you've done for them? How, do you think when God sees us thanking him that he wants to give us more? I have this lady at work, and, and she doesn't have much, much money, and sometimes she doesn't have much food. So I'll give her some of my food, or I'll buy her food, and sometimes I get coupons from the cafeteria, and so I'll give her the free coupons, and she's just so thankful all day long. Thank you. Oh, thank you for... Thank you for, I just appreciate that. that. I was so hungry, and thank you. Well, wow, I want to do that again, just for the praise, just for the thanks. 
Don't you think God wants to, you know, bless, bless Harvey because she's going she's gonna to have a praise-a-thon. She's going to go crazy and thank you for what you've done for her. Praise God. So, in conclusion, um, you think, well, when we get to heaven, you know, all this Thanksgiving stuff is over, right? No. In Revelation, it says this. Revelation chapter 7, it says, And I saw the four and twenty elders, and they fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto the God forever and ever. So how often are, are we going to do this? Forever. Even after we get into heaven, we're going to be thanking him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, man, you know, that was, I had some close calls down there, but boy, you were really there. You came through. Thank you for saving me. I didn't know what I was doing. I was out of my mind, but thank God you were there. Psalms 107, 21 says, David said, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. So how do, you, how do you praise God? What's the practical applications? Praise him with your mouth and not just your mind. <laughs> of, course, of course I thank you, Lord. Thank, of course I'm, I'm thankful. Uh, speak it. Be creative in your praise. You know, you can dance. You know, you can turn around. You can... Tell them how much you love them. You just be th you create a new song. Be creative in your praise. Praise them in the morning, then think about them all day long. You don't say, I did my morning prayers and I hadn't seen you since. <laughs> no, bring them with you. And then thank him at night. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, I thank you that we are a thankful people we're thankful for what you've done for us, thankful that you've caused us to be part of the kingdom, part of your family, part of who you've made us to be. We're thankful, Lord. Every day, Lord, you bring us new mercies. Every day, you bring us new discoveries of how good you are and what you can do for us in our life. And the situations that we face, we see you work in our behalf. We thank you for it, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing in our lives. We're thankful for where we're at, knowing that you have a greater plan for us, that all things work together for the good, to them that love God and are called according to your purpose. So we thank you that we're called according to your purpose, and we give you the praise and glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen.